0: just remember, uh, the idea of it is not to just buy anything either. There is A-grade, B-grade, C-grade and D-grade properties all over the real estate marketplace. And again, as I alluded to, you know, I'd rather buy a A A-grade secondhand property than a D-grade off-the-plan new property, right? However, I'd prefer to buy an A-grade brand new property than a or degrade secondhand property. Welcome to the Urban Property Investor. I'm your host, Sam Saggers, here to help you crack the code of real estate wealth. Today's show is a code cracker. We're going to Dig into the current market landscape, what it takes to buy real estate today in the Australian economy, and of course, talk about some of the ways to see through some of the lemons in the marketplace. Yes, if you want to avoid lemons when it comes to real estate, today's show is particularly pertinent to your world. If it's your first time tuning in to the urban property investor welcome aboard uh, we like to play the show in double speed on this program the reason being I don't sound like a chipmunk and of course you get to get some of your life back so speed me up if you don't know how to do that do that just simply use Google uh, when it comes to the show we never know if it's going to be a good show or not until we get to the end so, You're just going to have to wait to see if this show actually makes sense when it comes to property investment. Hey, if you like the idea of education, make sure you check out some other episodes as well on the Urban Property Investor. They're all actually episodes and education pieces, which is pretty cool. Hey, i tell you what's not cool. My new glasses. Yes, I have glasses. I had no idea. I couldn't see I've been taking a form of Ventolin for asthma for two years that's been empty. The bottle's been empty. I haven't been able to actually see that it says it's empty. Oh my God, I had no idea. I thought I was uh, a Qantas pilot. I thought I had eyes like a Qantas pilot. I don't. You know, it's interesting getting older. uh, You know, what I was famous for, I was famous for being 2020. Yes, I was. Uh, I was the guy. I was the guy you could take on a fishing boat that could spot a whale, spot a dolphin, spot a school of fish. Now, I don't know. I'm in shock. Uh, I literally uh, got my first pair of prescription glasses, um, which uh, I'm now wearing. So, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see my new look. Um, I tell you what, it feels feels pretty good. I, I have to admit, um, having glasses is a thing for me. When you're bald, you're always looking for little uh ins around your face to try and sort of soften the fact that you're a, you know, you're a basically uh, a little bald male species. So, uh, you know, you're wearing the hats. Uh, you you know, sunglasses are a big thing for a bald man. Now, reading glasses—it's—it's uh, it's a new thing, but I'm—I'm I'm digging it. I'm—I'm I'm down with it. And uh, the good news is, I can see my uh, asthmatic medication. So, for the first time in two years, really first time since the pandemic, um, I can—I can have a puff of the good stuff. Uh, so there you go. Uh, there you go, guys. If you can't see, um, if you feel like you can't see, make sure you go and get your eyes checked that's my tip today that should be the end of the podcast shouldn't it that's uh that's a gold nugget right there make sure you can see that's that's more important than real estate but I tell you what uh, when it comes to health and well-being I think we do need to actually make money out of real estate I don't know about you guys but I think I spend maybe thousand dollars a week on trying to be healthy you know I've got superfoods being delivered. Um, I've got, you know, the gym membership, the Pilates membership. I've got, uh, you know, um, I've got uh, the massage membership. I've got like the chiropractor. I don't know. It's it's pretty expensive trying to be healthy, right? And, you know, I think there there is some science around the idea that people, you know, who are able to make a little bit more in this world can certainly look after themselves a lot better and you know if anything um, getting glasses has taught me that I'm just so grateful that um, you know I can sort of take care of my health um, when I need to and of course um, a lot of that comes out of the workmanship I put into understanding the real estate marketplace. So today's show, we're going to dig into you know, what makes a great property, what makes an A-grade property, a B, C, D-grade property. We're going to look into the lens of what is going on in the real estate market for 2022. We're not going to take a full in-depth look at data. We're actually going to uh, spitball, if you like. Who likes a good spitball? I do. Let's spitball the idea of potentially buying some real estate in 2022. What do you need to look out for? What are the pros and cons of the real estate market in 2022? And uh, how do we cut through the noise to make sure we don't buy a lemon? Uh, We don't want a lemon. This show is about avoiding lemons because 2022 is the year of the lemon property. Yes, folks, uh, as I've spoken about in past episodes, uh, probably dating back to 2020, uh, I have a lemon in my portfolio and I've been waiting patiently for the year to offload that lemon. And guess what this year is? The 2022 is the year of the lemon when it comes to property investment. So we need to, I need to teach you guys how to avoid the lemons and understand what, uh, you know, a triple A property is, a double A, an A, a triple B, a double B, uh, B, a C or triple C, double C and a C grade property. And, uh, I could take it further into the D's, but I think you get the point. Um, so yeah, I'm going to teach you all about that and you're going to go, wow, that makes a lot of sense. And you're going to feel good about listening to this podcast. So, Hey, let's, uh, let's crack on. You don't need to hear about my, uh, new fetish with my, my reading glasses. But let's face it, we're in a, a real low rate economic environment. It will be like that for a long time, even if interest rates buffer about a bit, it's still historically very, very low when it comes to interest rates. I think interest rates will be quarantined at a fairly low rate. For quite a while, we have obviously got you know what people would inverted commas determine as transitory inflation. Um, generally, when migration comes back into Australia, a lot of the shortages will stop, and of course, that should uh, also slow back some of the transitory inflation. But at the end of the day, Real estate is a bit of a sport in Australia. People love real estate. If you go to a barbecue, you generally end up talking about real estate, or I do. People tend to like to talk to me about real estate. But I think for most Australians, their wealth is in their family home. The wealth is in property investment. Um, and as such, we have seen the best of the economic backbone of of real estate investment off the back of the pandemic. You know, banks, government, everyone wants to protect this thing called real estate because the wealth effect uh, spending, if you like, is generally based on the back of people feeling quite wealthy from their assets. And their greatest asset here in Australia is property, right? And so it's not like that necessarily in other countries around the world. Property investment is more just basically shelter. Here, though, property investment is uh, completely different. You know, there's a whole uh, whole migration system built off the back of building more houses, building more coffee shops, creating more communities, right? And so I've been through that in my migration episode. So go check that out if you're uh, not familiar with how the Great Australian migration system works and why it does link to the concept of property investment. So how would the real estate market slow and will it slow in 2022? For me, I don't think so. Um, many economists have sort of predicted some some pretty good growth, um, anywhere from sort of 5 to 15%, right? And a lot of that is because people are very keen to change where they live. And of course, People are ultimately one of the biggest drivers of real estate shopping, if you like. And if the overall sentiment is, I just need to go out and get this done, people will go and do it. Remember, the opportunity for most people today is to take advantage of low rates and upgrade their living standard, whether that's borrowing some equity to renovate, or whether that's changing suburb, or whether that's changing property um, that is what is going on the great spatial transformation and is unfolding so you know and I can see why like you only get one life um, and for a lot of Australians it's like well I'd prefer to live somewhere better by capitalizing off the low rates and buying a better home and uh, that is fundamentally what is unfolding people are upgrading their lifestyle and it makes a lot of sense to me you know the end of the day, um, you want to live uh, the best possible version of your life, and of course, if that means buying a better home or moving to a better suburb or upgrading to a better property, you go do it. Uh, you go do it. You get it done. And uh, when interest rates rise one day, you deal with it. Right? That's what being a grown up's all about. And so the you know the people sort of hiding under the rock, um, you know, worried about how the world will unfold, um, we'll probably always be hiding under a rock, worrying about how the world will unfold. As they say, as the saying goes, the same wind blows on us all. So the wind of change, the wind of disaster, the wind of opportunity. And of course, to capitalize on uh, a lot of that, you need to be a player in the game. Really, uh, when it comes to three versions of slowing down the real estate market. You could be slowed down by sentiment, the people. You could be slowed down by the cost of money. uh, Or you could be slowed down by the government. And I don't think it's going to be the cost of money that slows down the real estate market, nor the people who are ultimately looking to upgrade their life, including the millennials, which are out and about in droves. I think it will be the command-led economy, the government – basically going, you know what, Uh, the wealth effect has unfolded. We are uh, now got other levers to pull, including more migrants into the economy to stabilise the economics of Australia. You know what, do we really need houses to keep going up in value or property going up in value? They've done it before. They've put the squeeze on before. Uh, It is the new world, right? You play this lever game with the government. So what have they done in the past? Well, as you know, there was a boom between 2013 and 17 in Sydney and Melbourne, right? Uh, Prior to the uh, current boom, there was a previous boom, which made a lot of money for people who had invested in Sydney and Melbourne. What happened then? APRA stepped in and squeezed the lending conditions for investors, took investors out of the market, they did that uh, three times. They put in a regulation to squeeze money flowing. So real estate uh, is not only driven by the cost of money, but it's driven by the flow of money. And so if money starts to uh, cost more or flow less, then of course um, that becomes a problem to most people and, and certainly you remove more buyers out of the market thus uh you know creating uh less demand the counter argument is we're in you know a massive undersupply anyway so removing some buyers from the market isn't necessarily going to make the market go down in value and that's where we probably find ourselves today where auction clearance rates are still very very high around the country very healthy levels um, clickbait news will probably say they're dipping they they certainly are dipping from record highs but they are uh, over the long term are still very very high auction clearance rates around the country and so i think you're uh you know you're certainly seeing some of the activity unfold in the economy where there's still a lot of interest for real estate now As real estate markets go up in value, you obviously um, lose choice. That's as simple as it is. You know, uh, when the market is at a bottom level, when you're at the bottom, you can fundamentally buy the A-grade suburbs. When uh, the market is rising in value, um, you sometimes get pushed out to the B-grade suburbs when the market is quite hot. You're getting pushed to the B-grade suburbs. You want to be in the A and B-grade suburbs. And of course, quite often when the market is in decline, uh, people are shopping in the C-grade and D-grade suburbs and those people tend to get quite burnt from the real estate marketplace. So we need to understand if we are going to shop in 2022, what is going on, where we can shop, um, and how to determine what is a great A grade property and what is, you know, fundamentally a D grade property, and and how it works when it comes to making sure what you buy within your budget is as close to being uh, a A or even a B property, but avoiding those C and D really economic death traps. So. As I've alluded to in past episodes, you know, when it comes to real estate, there are some places you can buy. You can go to regional Australia, rural Australia. You can go to brand new communities uh, that are popping up on the edge of cities across Australia. Uh, you can go to the efficient real estate inner and middle ring. All of it is possible for property investors. However, uh, obviously, the better the efficiency of infrastructure, generally the better the price. So if you go to you know, try and buy a house five kilometers from the CBD of Sydney, you're going to need a lot of money. So for property investors uh, right now, a lot of property investors are losing proximity off the back of the stimulus boom, the great pandemic boom that COVID has delivered. So a lot of property investment into the future will be based around uh, buying a little bit further out, buying uh, in new job centres. And really, uh, you know, if we were to look at where the affordability is when it comes to this thing called real estate, we've got to sort of do some mapping to understand what is going on when it comes to price extremes. But as we know, if we can spend more, we're probably going to make more in real estate and some of the A-grade suburbs, if you like, uh, they're really good to get into because they go through this concept, which I've explained once before, I believe, known as investor lock. So when you think about the mass production of real estate, it's generally designed for investors and first home buyers. And of course, if you can buy in a suburb where uh, that mass production has ended, in other words, it's too expensive for investors and it's too expensive for home uh, first home buyers, which typically uh, sub, uh, buy sort of sub seven hundred, uh, you know, you're you're going to have less supply into the future because for stock producers they have no uh way to mass produce real estate they have no market if you like right so there is uh an element of truth when it comes to the idea that if you can spend more you kind of get the clean air when it comes to real estate less you know turbulence if you like when it comes to real estate now remember when we think about suburbs which are Available in the marketplace. Um, if they are more expensive, they tend to uh, make uh, money a little bit more efficiently because they need less, less capital growth to deliver a dollar result. So, what do I mean by that? You know, if if you've got a two million dollar suburb and it grows by ten percent, there's two hundred thousand, right? Uh, if you've got a $400,000 uh, suburb and it grows by 10%, you know, you're at 40000 okay? So, um, you know, obviously the rich are just getting richer because for a $5 million house to become a $6 million house, to make a million bucks, uh, you know, they don't need 100% growth. They just need, you know, 10 or 15% capital growth every now and then. And there's another million dollars for that person. So the clear air is spending more, but uh, a lot of property investors can't do that. And when I started property investing, I couldn't do that. It's taken me near on 20 years to get to clear air where now um, when, you know, 10% growth comes along, um, you know, my portfolio can make a million dollars. It's as simple as that, right? So um, I don't need as much growth as everyone else to become wealthy. and the reason being is I put the big rocks in first and uh, I'm now in the little rock section, right? I don't I don't even need more real estate. that's that's the reality of it. I'm buying uh, more real estate, but I don't need more real estate. And so uh, quite often um, a good way to look at the real estate market is to is to try and find the clean air. But for a lot of people, they can't. And so I need to explain to you how to play in the dirt. Uh, And I tell you, I've got the lashes on the back for understanding how to play in the dirt. And there's nothing wrong with being in the dirt. Uh, I've been in the dirt my whole life. And it's only now I'm getting out of the dirt. So uh, I'll teach you how to understand what is fundamentally going to uh unfold and also what to look out for when it comes to playing in the dirt all right so as we know australia is still very much under supply and supply isn't coming to fix the affordability issues in australia really anytime soon if anything um we are becoming really really uh, challenged when it comes to being able to deliver new stock to the marketplace there's a lot of shortages as we know right now at the time of delivering you this podcast shortages in supplies in people in trades Uh, and of course all that ultimately means is um, stock production is slowing right down what was taking six months to deliver is now taking a year and a half to deliver so that uh, time frame if you like is now blowing out and of course Uh, new stock coming to the market is not going to come along and necessarily um, cool the market down either, right? So when we think about the great coolers of real estate, uh, sentiment, uh, that's not going to cool. Supply, uh, killing demand, that's not going to cool. Interest rates rising, uh, not necessarily going to happen. And really the only coolant I can see again is is government intervention, which um, will no doubt annoy everyone into the future. So the first rule about uh, looking or shopping in the real estate market in 2022 is if you don't understand, don't do it, right? Um, don't just take a leap of faith in 2022 into the real estate marketplace that could be a silly thing to do let's give you some education so that you know what you're going to do what you're embarking on because again um, 2022 we've seen a great transformation of wealth unfold we've seen property prices uh, tick up in value we have seen assets uh, double in value in some places. And so the idea of going and buying an asset, which has doubled in value in the last 12 months, uh, and paying for that is potentially flawed, right? So we need to necessarily take a look at the real estate market, take a step back, take a breath, and work out how we can best buy in 2022. And there is still some really, really, really good opportunities out in the marketplace. It certainly has, uh, in my opinion, evolved into a marketplace where there is some very good uh, niche level of growth available for property investors and uh, it's just a matter of understanding where to go, what to what to look for. Now I might come back and do a podcast on some growth models for everyone for 2022 in perhaps the next episode but for now I just want to really set uh, some foundations that you should potentially con- consider when it comes to you know asset allocation and finding the right property for you um, and you know this is ultimately what it's going to take you know the reality is you're going to have to be a little bit patient if you don't find the right deal um, in the next week or two it doesn't mean you should just buy anything that comes along and again uh, I think that finding the right deal for you is a critical part of the puzzle. Now, everyone's different and this kind of also, you know, some people don't sort of stop and consider uh, what is, you know, what is what is the economics of real estate? You know, some people get a little bit emotionally caught up that, you know, the $1.5 million house is now worth $2 million, which is great. But could you have ever afforded the $1.5 million house that became $2 million? Well, actually, if we were to look into your economics, you're more a $600,000 buyer. So we all have to, you know, I guess, play within the realm of what we have. And again, this is why, you know, we've got to avoid the lemons, but we've got to play in the dirt. And the right deal for you will come along. You need to understand some ideas around what to look for when it comes to real estate. Now, if you go online uh, right now, most stock is on realestate.com or domain.com is under offer. It's under offer online. And what a lot of real estate agents are doing right now is leaving it unsold online. So there's this kind of Way for real estate agents to get a new lead. So basically, a lot of agents are prospecting for new buyers by leaving real estate, basically, which is under offer, um, as basically for sale online. And it's a little bit, you know, sneaky, but uh, obviously for real estate agents, what they're doing is building up a pool of buyers so that they've got more buyers for the next time they um, list a property. And of course, when they go and speak to a seller, they can say, well, look, you know, we've had 100 inquiries on XYZ property. I've got those names and addresses, telephone numbers. I will contact all those people if you list with me. So uh, when you window shop, if you like, on the real estate market right now, you'll probably sort of, get a bit of a sense of what is going on. There is a lot of demand out in the marketplace and real estate agents, if you like, are click baiting everyone, everyone. And so again, this is where your emotions and the psychology of you embarking on buying in 2022, you need to be very, very mindful. There is a game going on and the game is called FOMO. Uh, so without question there there is more buyers than there is stock at the moment but that doesn't mean necessarily go and lose your uh, marbles when it comes to the real estate marketplace the other thing which is very very common on realestate.com right now is that the price is not really the price um the unwritten rule, if you like, if something's online for, for let's say, $500,000 is potentially it is actually worth 20% more than that. And, you know, there was a recent article put out on just, you know, the difference in some of the clickbait between what is advertised and what a property sells for. And Melbourne right now is the worst, uh, where you see a property... Um, advertised at a at a price range, ultimately it's probably going to sell for twenty percent more. Mm. So it is uh, it is generally a great way to rope in buyers for a real estate agent to play with the price, and this annoys the market no end. There are actually some laws against uh, bait pricing, if you like, but. Uh, Because the real estate market's so big and the fines are are pretty sort of mild, uh, a lot of real estate agents still use this practice of basically putting a sticker price and then um, watching the demand come in and, of course, getting people emotionally glued to a property, um, making them feel like they're going to miss out and, of course, watching that property uh, shoot up in in price um, there and then right? So we got some things to think about, right? So a lot of lemons are getting sold this way as well. Uh, People come in, they're a bit frustrated, a bit tired, a bit exhausted from going to so many sort of different property auctions or open homes. And, uh, you know, they they succumb to the idea of just sort of buying anything. This happened to me. I've I've fallen for this, uh, one of the first properties I ever bought, I bought um, by exhaustion. I bought by exhaustion. I just got exhausted. I'd been to uh, about 65 open houses. I literally, um, you know, i spent near on two months of my life going and, and trying to get a deal in the real estate market at that time. And by the end, I just gave up and was like, oh, that'll do. I've got some other things to move on to with my life. And this is one of the challenges with real estate compared to, for example, the share market. It's pretty clean buying shares. You know, you, want, you dedicate an hour uh, in your afternoon. You you know, you if you know which share you want, you know, you make the trade and, you know, uh, open a bottle of beer uh, Real estate, polar opposite, could mean two to three months worth of legwork before you even find that right property. And uh, doing some buyer's agency work in the established market, it has been um, certainly you know relentless when it comes to just how many offers my team has been putting out in the real estate marketplace. And my team will work... Both in established, but also in the new section of the marketplace, uh, for a lot of good reasons, and and certainly I think um, some of the stock which uh, you know the team are putting on offers on. Um, you know, I think uh, you know when we. When we see the price that they end up going for and and we miss out because we're not prepared to pay that price, um, it's, it's you, you know, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, are ultimately paying over what some of the real estate is worth in the market today. Buying some lemons. Remember, we've got to be uh, mindful we're not going to end up with some lemons in the marketplace. So just remember as well, like some people sort of ask me, well, if people, you know, if there's stock coming to market, um, you know, uh, doesn't that, you know, ultimately mean that prices will slip away? Just remember, it's an owner-occupier-led market at the moment. So for every owner-occupier selling, they are also buying another property. So each seller, so each listing you've got that goes to market, those Buyers or sellers, if you like, are actually rebuying. So a lot of the uh, market, if you like, is just upgrading. So they they are basically selling a home but buying a home. So the the balance of stock is is equal again, right? And uh, we are seeing uh, some stock because of the extra demand absorbing stock from the rental market. And again, this is becoming a real problem for renters because owners are selling their property but also buying another property. Any extra people coming into the market are actually quite often shopping on stock which is traditionally being used as a rental property. And quite often, many of the rental properties in the market are just that. They're really good for tenants but they're not great for capital growth. Not all of them, but this is where a lot of the market, if you like, is not buying what I would class as good A-grade or even B-grade real estate and is picking up C and D-grade real estate off the back of basically investors selling lemons. Hence why 2022 is the year of the lemon and I'll be selling my lemon this year. Once I sell it, I'll let you know how it all goes. But we are in a fascinating place when it comes to shopping inside the real estate marketplace. Uh, Today, uh, you obviously can go to auction, buy a property. Um, It's pretty extreme for a lot of investors because of funding. Uh, Quite often, you know, you might have a pre-approval at a certain price and go to, Go and go to an auction. Um, you are fundamentally not necessarily approved to buy that property, uh, and a lot of people are, you know, um, dusting a bit of dough when it comes to having to tip in extra to fund the shortfall between what they can borrow and where a property is ending up on on the day of auction the other big thing which is unfolding really is private treaty sales which is just basically the idea that you make an offer it gets accepted and then you go into contract um private treaty sales are now rather like a four or five day bidding war so uh what is ultimately happening is stock is going to market there's demand for the stock and then the The agents are sort of saying, well, put your best offer forward. And, you know, a lot of people are getting frustrated with not being able to secure a a property. So they're putting their best foot forward. And quite often it it is a very, very, very sharp price for the vendor. So uh, this is what's unfolding. This is what you've got to play in, right? The Monopoly board is busy at the moment and – uh, we are seeing some some high levels of demand. Um, certainly, the demand is less high than it was, say, mid-2021, but it's still really high. You know, you're seeing stock come to lo- online on a Monday, between Monday and a Thursday. A lot of people are excited about the stock. They go to the first open home, and lo and behold, uh, within sort of – Four days of the first open home a deal is in contract now you got to ask yourself you know that buyer ultimately has very little uh, time to do their research just to make sure that the property is perfect for them now uh, this is this is pretty common in 2022 right that uh you know People are entering into contract without necessarily contract terms to safeguard them buying, and uh, we've seen on the news uh, reports of you know people losing their deposit because they couldn't rock up with the amount, right amount of money on the day of settlement. Even in Queensland, Queensland's just announced it's going to uh, change its settlement period because a lot of people were losing the deposits because of a term known as time of the essence in other words if you don't rock up on the day of settlement with your settlement funds and you're one hour late you're going to lose your money and so uh, in other states you get a notice to complete like 14 days hey you miss settlement you've got 14 more days or that's it, you'll lose your deposit. So, uh, so many people were losing their deposit in Queensland. The government sort of went, you know what, maybe we should change our law just to um, facilitate some common sense, such as the volume of trades in the marketplace. So, when you're buying real estate in 2022, you know, you're probably going to have to consider, you know, uh, data around valuations what other things are being selling for um, quite often valuers are historians so they will look back sort of six months prior to when you're shopping and of course in a fast market this can mean data that has occurred six months ago is 30 dollars less because People have already gone past what they what they were paying, you know, three, four, five months ago. So in a in a fast moving market, and I would say we're still quite fast. The market is still quite fast. Maybe later in 2022 it will slow up a little bit, perhaps after the election. But for now, this uh, certainly first sort of two quarters, things are still pretty fast in the marketplace, and of course. This means um, investors need to understand the mathematical equation when it comes to buying real estate. Just make sure they've got a little bit of buffer for something in case they need to, uh, you know, just uh, put their hand in their pocket to overcome uh, some small little uh, differentials in the marketplace. So most of the market, if you like, is sort of institutionalized to buy something built and established and of course um it's around 91 percent of buyers uh buy it's already already established secondhand real estate and this is where you'll quite often uh, you know hear uh people with some sort of cognizant bias to buying new real estate sort of bag it out right and I don't necessarily fall into that camp. I think both established and new property serves a purpose. If you're getting really good A or B grade property and avoiding C and D grade property, uh, you're doing your job as a property investor. I'd rather buy an A grade new property than a D grade established property. Um, So not many people buy new construction real estate. Um, And if anything, this makes the buying of it a little bit easier for property investors because they're not necessarily having to go to auction and not necessarily having to buy properties sort of within four days of of uh, seeing the property, right? So there is a little bit more bandwidth, which is the advantage. Um, certainly, not all new construction is good. Uh, High quality new construction tends to be really, really, really good for an investment. Low quality new construction should be avoided like the plague. Uh, And of course, the idea of shopping, for example, pre-construction and settling a year and a half from uh, starting out buying, of course, is also a responsibility that not all buyers can do. In other words, buying off the plan, if you like, is not for everyone. But certainly for those people who are capable of doing it and also understanding where new construction fits into the market, it is a solution for many people shopping in 2022. Just remember, uh, the idea of it is not to just buy anything either. There is A-grade, B-grade, C-grade and D-grade properties all over the real estate marketplace. And again, as I alluded to, you know, I'd rather buy a A A-grade secondhand property than a D-grade off-the-plan new property, right? However, I'd prefer to buy an A-grade brand new property than a C or D-grade secondhand property, right? So you just got to understand how it works. And I'll I'll teach you how to play the monopoly board so you can Cut through the noise and understand, you know what makes a really, really good property uh, to choose as a property investor. So we want to get your house in order, right? And so, if you're going to shop in 2022, the first place to start, in my opinion, is your goals. Just making sure you have a reality check around your goals. Like, why are you doing this for? Is this the right thing for you? Will property investment inhibit some of your future dreams, goals and aspirations? Or will it complement where you want to go? Then, if you are shopping in 2022, you need a finance reality check. What is your bandwidth with finance? How many lenders can you work with if push comes to shove? how much can you actually afford, what is your rental return need to be if you are going to be a property investor and can you get into a better suburb by spending more and you know, uh, getting that clear air or do you need to buy in the dirt and if you are buying in the dirt, how do we avoid the lemons? all around finance. Real estate investment is just a game of finance. And of course, research. This is where we need to understand uh, getting your house in order. How do you determine what is a good property, uh, a a medium level property or a really bad property? And so uh, we'll have this discussion so you know how to pivot and play because real estate shopping in 2022 is a pivot and play position personally i prefer to use a broker than a bank just because it is a pivot and play marketplace in a very stagnant marketplace banks are really really suitable to use Um, but in a pivot and play marketplace where potentially you're going to need uh, two or three funders to support what you're trying to achieve um, because you know funder a let's say abc bank will lend you 500 but the property has just gone up to 530 and funder b will lend you 530 you need to pivot and play by going to funder b right so if you don't have a broker you're going to be challenged in 2022 i it's not a very good banking marketplace when properties take 6 months to sell banks are, are perfectly fine to use but really for the most part Investors need to consider using a broker if they are playing in 2022. Uh, when it comes to research, obviously there are some good websites I highlight. Uh, things like SQM Research, MicroBurbs, realestate.com, Cordell's, which gives you development applications coming through the system. Uh, RP Data Core Logic is a great one for understanding you know, what is selling. Uh, you've got things like you know, the census, uh, which is always interesting to find out, some suburb data, Infrastructure Australia to work out what is going on when it comes to new infrastructure coming to town. Um, So there's some good stuff which you can use when it comes to uh, getting a really a, a qualitative look at a piece of real estate. So... The idea of buying real estate in 2022 is you, you've you got to uh, potentially start at a desktop level and drill down into a detail level. Detail is, you know, uh, making sure you're at the right open home, making sure uh, your property is, uh, you know, some got some really good title attributes. It's got you no know, easements, coverments impositions on the title. Um, These are very detailed things. And of course, what happens to a lot of property investors, they start with detail and soon realize that the market is way too fast for detail. So they have to almost start at the riskiest place, which is what we call qualitative assessment. Uh, The de-risked place or the less risky place is detailed, quantitative, detailed research, Uh, external consultants, valuers, building inspectors. This is all quantitative stuff. But to shop in the 2022 property market, you can't necessarily go straight to quantitative because you might be getting a building and pest inspection done and the property could be sold to someone else, right? And you've just wasted you know, $600 paying for a building and pest inspection. So we want some rules of thumb before we even get to this thing called detail research. And this is where I quite often uh, use the idea of the ABCD system. Now, it's just a system which, again, is just a bit of a rule of thumb. It's just about categorizing real estate in a suburb, right? So I'll try and explain it to you. Um, generally, when I explain this, I use a bit of a visual diagram so it kind of makes more sense. But really, to determine what, how good a property is, you can use three uh, dynamics, if you like land characteristics, location characteristics and building characteristics. Right, They're the three. Say it again. Land characteristics, uh, location characteristics, and uh, building characteristics. So, if you were to get all three, land characteristics, building characteristics and location characteristics and they were the best of the best of a suburb, you would have a triple a rated property if you were to get two of the three you would but they were in the they were the best of the best that would be a double a rated property if you were to get one it would be an a grade rated property if you were to get none and you looked at your asset for example and you would say well the land characteristics is a bit of a b for the suburb uh the um location is you know a, a c for the suburb uh and also the build is just terrible it's a d well all of a sudden your ranking of this asset is going to be a lot lower and potentially the capital growth for the asset going to be completely different to someone who finds themselves a triple a property now let me uh, just visualizing in my own head to explain this, I might just use some properties I own, right? So I'll start with uh, one of my investments. It's a it's a cracking investment. It's made a couple of million dollars already as a as an investment. When I look at the land, the land is what I would say a B B+. The land itself. Is flat, which is really really good because in this suburb there is no flat blocks. Most blocks are very sloping. The disadvantage to the uh land though is the neighbor can look into the back of the land, right? So uh the way the suburb basically works is it's quite a hilly suburb, and you can fundamentally see the neighbor's house from your backyard by looking by looking up right so we've got land and we're going to say um, because it's a flat block it is it gets an a but because you can see your neighbors kind of gets a, a bit of a b so we'll probably say that's a b plus piece of land the location though is incredible it is the best location in the suburb by country mile and gets itself an a the street is where everyone wants to live. Um, it is the closest, really, street to the beach, um, so it gets an A plus. So we've got a B plus, an A plus, and then uh, the build. The build is great. Um, it's a contemporary home. The architecture is is great. Everyone loves the home. When real estate agents check out the home, they're like, "Great home." Uh, so you've got really. Two A's and a B plus, if you like. You've almost got a triple A rated property. Now, when we look into the suburb and we look at what is typical to the suburb, most land is sloping, so it's B land. Uh, Most homes are a little bit dated, so they would be uh, B uh, built. Their location, though, A. So most properties, if you like, are double B plus properties. My property, double A plus property. So what happens is inside of the suburb I'm describing, when uh, buyers are looking for homes to buy, they are obviously interested in some of the best properties in the marketplace. And fundamentally, the home that I'm describing is better than the market therefore there is ultimately at the end of the day more people interested and there's less product which i would describe as double a rated when it comes to this particular property so does that kind of make sense again very hard when it's not visual i'll explain another property i own right uh it's an apartment this time and the land that the apartment's on, absolute A grade. It is, uh, it is perfect. The apartment, if you like, is city-facing. The land uh, is uh, it's a good size. And there is no problem with the view line. So the land is absolutely A grade. So I've got nothing in front of me at this apartment. I've got nice... Uh, uninterrupted views and of course sometimes this is this is what makes an apartment really a grade Uh, the location is incredible it is um, a heritage street Um, it's a beautiful street Uh, it's close to shops transport it's uh, you know you could live a life on on foot in the street location 10 out of 10 it's an a grade location The build quality is terrific. It's an architecturally designed property, award-winning, global award-winning piece of of real estate. So it's a triple A property. In the suburb, most apartments are are either B-grade or even down to C-grade property. So again, when people want this suburb because they love the location and they see... The AAA property, they're just prepared to pay more for it because there's less of it. Remember, my property better than market. Now, not all my properties are AAA or AA rated. Um, I've got one property, for example. uh, I will describe it to you. It is, from a location point of view, A. It is an A, A+. plus. Sits right on the Brisbane River. From a build point of view, it's a C. Like the building is old. It's um, you know, it's it's not a modern functional property. It is a much older property. So I'm I'm going to score call call it a C, right? Um, Compared to the rest of the market, it is a C building. A grade location, C grade building. Uh, The land is A grade, but where my apartment is on the land is really B grade, right? So in other words, I'm at the back of the block. I don't get the, you know, the best views or anything like that. And I get what I pay for. I paid, uh, I didn't pay for the A grade piece of land in the complex. I paid for more a B grade piece of land in the complex. So I've got A for location, B for um, land, and I've got a C for Build so overall that would score if you were to cancel out the a and the c you would say that is not a triple b property that is not a double b property that is a b property and so again that b property if you like is uh is is performing okay it gets moderate levels of growth does my AA property get better growth? Yes. Does my AAA property get better growth? Yes. But uh, what I could afford at the time, I looked for an A quality to complement the strategy of getting growth. So it's going to be very difficult for most people to go out and find a AAA property, even a A property. But if you can find one characteristic which is going to help support the growth proposition of the asset, you're going to do really well out of real estate. Remember, you fundamentally want to end up with at least one A. Uh, You want to end up um, with an A or B property. Now, uh, I will describe some real estate I've owned in the past, which is C-grade real estate, which equals... Uh, a shit storm basically. If you want a shit sandwich, you buy C grade real estate. Uh when I uh, just just describing it, uh C grade land, uh just you know, nothing special about the land. Uh C grade location, nothing special about the location, not near to anything. And C grade build basically constantly rep- fixing this thing, repairing it, just shit all around, right? a C grade property, shit land, shit location and shit building on top of the land. So, when I in that suburb, most properties would be what I would refer to as a double B or even B marketplace. So, how does my property perform or did it perform as a triple C property when people were buying Uh, B plus properties, Uh, it didn't perform. No one wanted it. It got very little growth. The only way it got growth was things like structural change, which are things like coronavirus. Coronavirus kind of provides growth to the market because of the structural change. Not because people want to buy the property, just because there's a frenzy going on. When all of that subsides, what is left is the real estate. And this is where you want good land characteristics, good building characteristics and good location characteristics. If you can get all of them, that's great. Sometimes it's like uh, the location's not great, but I've got a great building and I've got great land. That works as well, right? So uh, you've just got to think through really analyzing the real estate market so you avoid blunder deals at all costs. Remember, This is the market of lemons coming to marketplace. And of course uh, you've got to narrow your focus and analyze the suburbs you're looking in and rank your property accordingly and make sure you're buying something which sits in the better part of the market where there would be more demand than anything else. Now just a a little rule with that. Uh, You know, you've got to make sure you're comparing apples for apples. So if you were buying a townhouse, you would compare townhouses to townhouses. If you were buying a house, you would compare houses to houses. If you're buying a terrace house, you would compare terraces to terraces, right? You don't go going, well, I've got uh, land, I'm um, comparing land of housing to land of an apartment. That makes no sense. So you've just got to make sure if you're going to use that methodology, which is just a a, a, a real uh, almost qualitative approach to going, well, you know, this one's a C grade. Do I really even bother going to the open house when most of the market is buying B plus properties, right? So it's just a cool way of analyzing the real estate market. So you can narrow your focus and move through this thing called buying property in uh in 2022. Remember, um, choose some things to focus on. I ch- like to choose land characteristics, location characteristics, and build characteristics. So can really sort of narrow your focus down. You can start to get a little bit niche when it comes to understanding how to buy real estate. And again, um, you know, getting a discount on a D-grade property is very common. It's very common. Very, very common. I see it uh, such so much clickbait on this stuff when uh, you know, cause I'm, I've subscribed to a, you know, a few different property people and so forth. And I'm like, there's some buyers agents out there just flogging the shit out of degrade assets. And when you look at the land characteristics, you're like, holy shit, this, this property is like on a main road. Uh, you look at the location characteristics. It's like one of the worst, worst suburbs in the whole of Australia, let alone worst suburb. It's not even close to the shops. Uh, terrible location you know degrade land degrade location and then you look at the build and it's just you know it is just cookie cutter homogenous shite and you're like well degrade build and then you're going well uh you know the clickbait will be you know property investor secures fifty thousand dollar discount you're like man this person just got loaded a degrade shit box um it's never going to work like, yeah, they got a discount, but now uh, will they actually get growth? Um, And this is the stuff you need to be very, very careful of because at the end of the day, as we've seen, and as proven by coronavirus, you know, today people are going to work from home longer. So that means, you know, they're looking for something that has a grade build standard. I remember the characteristics, good building, good land, good location today people are working from home a bit more than ever before staying more more spending more time at home so all of a sudden the characteristics of the build are very very important to people uh you know we're seeing people wanting to change suburbs so they've got more lifestyle so all of a sudden the characteristics of location very 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 important to people and again this is where you know I've got the lashes on the back from playing in the dirt. It's okay to shop at an affordable level. And when we talk about A, B and C logic with real estate, it can be logic in any suburb. It's not about price, right? It's about value. It's not about price. It's about value. So you could go to a suburb where, um, you, know, uh, you know, it's the cheapest suburb in the city. That's cool. It doesn't mean it's uh, you shouldn't invest there if you are going to invest there though you want the best land the best location and the best dwelling on the property big to mitigate the risk of going to uh you know the 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 poorer location if you like right so this is the logic you use when it comes to shopping in the real estate marketplace um you know d- don't be a ditherer. You know, the reality is 2022 is a great year to get out and buy. Really, when it comes to you, uh, you know, quite often buying real estate is about you, not about the market. It is like all of a sudden you're finally ready to buy in 2022 and you miss the growth of 2021. Well, how do you compensate that? You make sure you buy a really, really good property and of course, let time do its thing. You know real estate. You've got to search for real estate, research real estate. You've got to work out how to value real estate, analyze real estate, and real estate is time bound because if you take too long, someone else is going to come along and buy that property off you. Don't fall for perfectionism. Understand that a B grade property, based on how uh, I'm describing it, triple A, double A, A, triple B, double B, and B. B-grade is your minimum standard. Don't buy C-grade, triple C, double C, C or triple D, double D or D. Um, most property investors at an affordable rate can find themselves at a minimum of a B-grade property. I've got some B-grade properties. They perform really, really well. Of course, if you can hit the triple A um, and you've got some budget to do it, that's what you should be doing because that's where the best growth is. So, Don't be afraid. What are you actually afraid of? The marketplace is the marketplace. All the clickbait and all the news and all the noise, turn it down. Most people probably giving you advice um, not to play in the real estate market are probably broke. So, uh, you know, maybe piss them off because what do they actually know? Um, And what are the worst consequences? The market goes down 5%, 10% and and then, you know, you hold on for you know, 10, 15 years and see the property market again structurally change and double. Big deal, right? And, you know, what really will happen if you ignore the situation. Now I'll go back to where I started this conversation. I, you know, I need to look at how much I spend on health every single week. I've got private healthcare. I've got, you know, I'm 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 you know, obviously trying to be as active as possible to live the best possible life. I'm trying to, you know, eat the best possible food. All of that costs money. And I think, you know, even just coming back to ignoring the situation of being a property investor is not an option. Coronavirus proved that. Everyone hiding under a rock is now broke and can't keep up and stuck in the rat wheel. Everyone who took action and bought real estate is pretty happy that they did assets lead to wealth in a capitalist society. So don't put it off. Don't wait. There's nothing to be gained sitting around and waiting. The reality is uh, if you just think about how to uh, buy well, you're going to never sell and you're going to hold those really good assets. Hey, I hope those tips were helpful. I'll catch you next time on the next episode of the Urban Property Investor. Thanks for tuning in to the Urban Property Investor. To never miss an episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app or on YouTube. I would love it if you could give the show a rating and share it with your friends and family. In between episodes, you can always keep in touch with me by connecting on social media over Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn. Until we meet again on the next episode of the Urban Property Investor, take care and bye for now.